This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Dot org. Check it out. We have to have a national repentance, a great awakening, or we're going to lose America. I want to talk about the law of the Spirit. The law of the Spirit. We're in my college chapel here at World Ministries International. I conduct a service every week for the staff and their families. This is a live audience with children. Galatians 5, 7 through 20. Five. You did run well. Who did find you that you should not obey the truth? Who did not hinder you? Now, this is Paul talking to the Galatians. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven spoils the whole lump. In other words, Paul is concerned over the body of believers. He's concerned because there's a little bit of heresy. Somebody is spreading false doctrine, and he's concerned. says, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but that he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. So he's saying that person that is spreading these lies, scriptural lies, they'll be judged. I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. So apparently somebody wanted to preach again circumcision when the way of salvation. Well, that's not the way of salvation. But they wanted to bring them under man's laws. It says, I would they were even cut off which troubles you which troubles you. I've seen a whole lot of nonsense through the years, even past through areas that I've been, a whole lot of nonsense, whether it's soul sleep or whatever. And these people, you know, sometimes they get so strigid about their views that uh, they think if you don't accept their views, uh, you're damned. Again, Paul is saying, don't listen to these people. God will judge them says, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion for the flesh, but by love serve one another. Serve one another. You've been called to liberty. In other words, you're not going to go to heaven by what foods you eat as far as or separate from heaven. 
You're not going to go to heaven if you just have to be perfect. We are not perfect, but we try to be perfect. And God in his grace forgives us when we make mistakes. So, you know, it says it clearly, don't let somebody condemn you that is taking the gospel out of context, preaching you another way. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. You will love your neighbor as yourself. So that is critical. How do we love our neighbor? Jesus had clarified who the neighbor was earlier, you know, and it went into your enemies. Jesus loved those that crucified him. Can we love those that don't like us? Can we treat them properly? What about those that like us and we just get offended by them? The church is filled with offense. If you want to not get offended, you better go somewhere, lock yourself up in a building, and don't see anybody because everyone's going to offend you. Nobody is perfect. No, not one. We're talking about the law of the Spirit. What is the law of the Spirit? It's that we give grace to those that offend. We don't hold things against them and not want to see them or be angry with them. Let me tell you something. I, I love every person on earth. I've got people that hate me, that have lied about me. That's their problem. That's not mine. That is their problem. I can't afford to hate them. The Holy Spirit wouldn't work through me. I can't afford to hold animosity against them. I don't want to be a nervous wreck. I don't want to be filled with anger and rage and bitterness. I can't afford to sin because they're in sin. Sin is missing the mark. I can't afford it. The Holy Spirit will not flow through me if I do this. People say, why are not my prayers answered? Do you have ought against your brother? Just because he's not perfect? See, this is something we've got to evaluate ourselves. Because if you have a problem with somebody else, and you don't love them, and you don't want to see them, you've got a problem. You've got the problem. I've given testimony before about somebody doing something against my first wife that in some countries they would have executed him. And I went past righteous anger, which is supposed to lead him to the cross and salvation. I hated. And I finally had to go and say, I'm sorry, after I asked God to forgive me. Then he said, go and make it right. I didn't feel like it. But what is faith? It's not going by feelings. It's doing the right thing. That's all it is. So I talked myself into obeying. Get up, drive, get out, knock, opens the door. I've hated you. Will you forgive me? Boom, it broke. And I loved that person until he died like a brother like a father. And the Holy Spirit flowed through me. From that day forward, I went around the world preaching the gospel, meeting the leaders of the world. None of that would have happened if I hindered the Holy Spirit but my bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, which is unbelief. How is it unbelief? You don't obey the word of God. It's unbelief. If you don't walk in faith, it's unbelief. Isn't it? Whatever is not a faith is unbelief. It's manifestations of the pride that has a grip on us. Now, we all have pride, so we have to be sanctified daily. We're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We're not satisfied where we're at. I'm not satisfied. I certainly want to see more miracles, more people raising from the dead. I want to see these things. I haven't ascertained. I, if you're satisfied, you're, the next step is death. You're one closer to death if you're satisfied where you're at. You might as well go on to glory because uh, you're not much good on earth. We should not be satisfied until we can move like Jesus moved. None of us. 
I got a young man sitting here, James. I hope you're not satisfied working at QFC. I mean, that's good. If God wants you to stay there and get a retirement, that's good. But that isn't your whole life. Your whole life is moving with the Lord Jesus Christ, moving in the Holy Spirit, seeing signs and wonders. This is your life, being passionate about the Lord. Are we together? This is our life. Why do I live the way I do? I live for Jesus. When I go somewhere, it's not, is it safe? Is it not safe? Do I have a house? Do I have a car? Once I hear the voice of God, I go. See, people say that's irresponsible. No, that's faith. That's faith. If you've got to work it out, you're not living by faith. You're working out your own life and how you make decisions. You're working it out, but that's not faith. We cannot fool ourselves and call it faith when it's not. Well, it's too dangerous. I can't go. That's common. You know, it's not common sense. Common sense says you can't go. I can't go there. Yes, you can if God said go. That's faith. That's when you see the miracle. The just will live by faith. Who are the just? Those that do the will of God. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, you love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one by one another. We've got to forgive and love one another. The body of Christ should be the biggest loving family in the world. Not where we criticize, condemn one another, talk about one another. Hey, let me tell you, there's not a perfect person in this room. If you think you are, you better look in the mirror. If you can't see yourself, I'll tell you, you're false. Amen? Amen. There is not a perfect person. We need to have grace one to another. That's what the body of Christ is all about. Grace, 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 grace. The just shall live by grace. Why? Because if you don't give grace, God doesn't give it to you. Your prayers aren't answered. You say, what's going wrong? Well, you don't give grace. The just shall live by grace. This I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, these are contrary to the one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. How do I seek God over the years since I left even my career in law enforcement, sold my businesses? How did I move? By the law of the spirit. I heard from God, I went. People said, you're crazy giving up a career. That's not common sense. You don't even know where you're going as far as if you have a job, if you have a car. How are you going to supply your family's needs, your three children? All I know is I heard from God. He said, go now. We went. Now, I know 999 out of 1,000 wouldn't go. But that's the problem. They're not moving in miracles. They're not living in grace. They're living in common sense. Common sense doesn't see miracles. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now, don't misunderstand me. That doesn't mean that you tempt the Lord your God and walk in front of a train. No. No. If somebody pushes you in front of a train, I know God can save you. I could tell you so many stories and I can't get into it because I want to cover other things. But so many stories of God saving me with miracles, of angels appearing. But we don't want to, again, like some silly people do, grab a rattlesnake, throw it around, let it bite us in the neck. I've had some real foolish Christians watching them, and they die. God never told them to to tempt the Lord and play with snakes. Hello. (laughs) But you got Christians that do that. They're so foolish, ignorant. Now, if I want to use a stronger word, I'd say stupid. That's not scriptural. You don't know the scriptures. 
You don't tempt the Lord your God. Now, if I step on a rattlesnake by accident, God can save me. I remember sleeping out in the bush in Africa, and under the sleeping bag, one of my daughters slept on a scorpion. She wasn't bit. God protected. I was under the blood. That was an accident. Outside of our tent were lions. A hundred meters away, they killed a gazelle. There's also elephants. You say, Pastor, did God tell you to sleep there? Well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but I am going to say that God protected me. God protected me. God protects us sometimes in our foolishness. If I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it. But God protected me in my foolishness. Does God protect us in our foolishness? Amen. And we're supposed to give grace to other people in their foolishness, right? Right? I mean, every one of us have been foolish in this room and more times than we can count. And if you say, I haven't been foolish, you better meet me at the altar and I'll lead you in repentance. Because every one of us has been foolish. I certainly have been foolish different times. But God can protect us in our foolishness. God can do miracles in our obedience. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another. Okay, we are tempted every day. We're in a battle. Are we going to sin or not? Sin or not? Sin or not? Sin or not? Sin is just not only committing adultery or fornication or homosexuality or abortion. Sin is just, sin is just simply, if you want to take too much stress upon you instead of giving your cares to the Lord, that's sin. That's fulfilling the lust of the flesh. In other words, that's pride. Amen? Amen. Sure it is. Yeah. And if you go to a Christian doctor, psychologist, he'll say, hey, mellow out. You've got to trust in God. Give it to God. Leave it there. You know, we can preach these things, but can we leave it there? Can we leave it there? If you can't leave it there and you're married, you're going to have some fighting. Hello. Right? Is that right, Pastor Tobias? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> you got to leave it there. You got to leave a lot of things at the cross if you want a good marriage. And then if you, if you leave things at the cross, if you walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, good, it's honeymoon every day. Amen? Is it honeymoon every day? It can be. In other words, we can be happy every day. I think we should get happier and happier and happier. and ha That's what I really believe. I really believe that. That our marriage should get better and better and better and better and better. I believe that. The more sanctified you get, the more happy you get. EJ and Karen are back there. I think they're happier now in their marriage than 20 years ago. And EJ is 82. He acts like he's a 32-year-old. I mean, he's primed, ready, ready to go on a honeymoon. He says, let me go. Karen, follow me. <laughs> the point is, they're happy. We can be happy. You were happy, Sharon. Every time I watch you, you and Dan, happy, 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 happy. Because you were following the law of the Spirit, not the flesh. If it was the law of the flesh, you guys would argue and everything. But if you follow the law of the Spirit, you can be happy. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, now, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. If you're led by the Spirit. We don't want to be under the law. What's the law? Sin and death. What's sin and death? Separation from God. Okay, let's get this straight, because many people don't seem to understand it. They don't understand. Grace is in Old Testament, New Testament. If we didn't have grace, there wouldn't have been any of the heroes of the Bible. David would have been executed for premeditated murder and adultery. Yeah. 
Grace is all through Old Testament, all through New Testament. Grace did not be established in New Testament. It was not established there. Sin is Old Testament, New Testament. Sin, Old Testament, New Testament. So grace, grace. Grace is simply time given when the Spirit's in the body to judge yourself so God doesn't judge you when the Spirit leaves the body. It's that very simple. Now, again, you get into how did Jesus fulfill and nullify sin and death? He died on the cross. Sin and death now have no law over us. In other words, we will not be eternally separated if we accept grace, accept Christ, and walk according to the Word of God. And when we repent, or when we sin, which we make mistakes all the time, even if they're little mistakes, anger, too much worry, whatever, we say, God, forgive me. We're not under the law of sin and death. Jesus crucified it, nullified it, if you accept him as Lord and Savior, and follow him now. We're not eternally separated. Amen? Amen. It's that simple. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, such like. I tell you before, that they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not. What are the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. That's following the Spirit. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. With the affections. We cannot love the things of this world. We cannot do it. If you love the things of the world, you're still involved with loving the flesh or loving pride. I had to give up my life, and I'm glad I did in 85, to now give my whole life to Christ and go where he told me to go. And I learned then to be led by the Spirit, whatever God wanted. I didn't ask. I never once asked when I went to Singapore, will I have a job? Will, you have, will I have a car? Will I have a house? I had three little girls and a wife. And many people, like I said, 99 out of 100 would have said, you're foolish. I know what God said. He said to go, now I went and all my needs were supplied. It's the same thing in Malaysia. It's the same thing in Africa. I never said, I didn't know where Kenya was. I haven't heard of Kenya. I mean, who heard of Kenya? I didn't care about Africa until God said, you're going to go. Once I got to Kenya, then I discovered what Kenya was all about and the other nations. But I never once asked, am I going to live in a hut? Is it in war? Is there disease? Uh, am I going to be safe? I never asked that question. I prayed three months. God said, go. I went. Are, are, we, are we catching it? Are we catching it? The law of the Spirit. I wasn't filled with anxiety, worry. I can't go because it's too dangerous. I don't have a good enough house. I'm living with lower end Africans. That's what I did. A place called Bellevue. Not upper class, not middle class, lower class. Not slums, but I have slept in them. But see, I didn't care. And I had three little girls. But I knew my God. And I had peace where he was sending me. And I had faith, not unbelief. Love. Divine love. Strong, ardent, tender, compassionate. Devoted to the well-being of another. Do we have love one for another? Joy. The emotional excitement. Gladness. Delight. Are we excited to see each other? Do we have joy? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you can be joyful, you can get out of bed and it can be a good day. Amen? Amen. 
you jump up, you have joy. What is the opposite of joy? Well, depression. You, you can choose joy or choose depression. Do you want to be a happy person? Do you want to be a grumpy person? Choice is yours. Karen, you can jump up and look at EJ and give him a big old kiss, or you can look at EJ and slap him across the face. But you got to hold back the, the temptation of the flesh, and you got to give him a big kiss, which is easy for you because you kiss him after every prayer. Every meal for 20-some years, I've watched amen, and they turn and kiss each other. I don't care where they are, restaurant, home, anything. I find that real nice. I mean, I like that. I like that. Is my wife hearing me? I like that kiss. <laughs> After every prayer at the dinner table, they give a kiss, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, they have joy, peace, the state of quietness, rest, harmony, orderly, orderly. Can you rest? Can you rest? Can you be in order? Can you just rest? If you have anxiety, you can be delivered because this is not of faith. This is not of love. This is not of the spirit. There's too much of the flesh. Long-suffering, endurance, willing to take the frailties and offenses of others. Are we long-suffering? Are we long-suffering? Well, I hope we are. We're supposed to be. Gentleness, soft-spoken, kind, even-tempered, cultured, refined, is that us? What I'm reading is, those of you that knew my mother, she, she was this, a person led by the Spirit. She was so, they called her Grandma Bubbles because she had all of these characteristics. She had patience and love. She, she didn't know anybody she didn't love. First time she saw Pastor Dubai, she loved him. <laughs> he was her boy. And I mean, she loved him. I mean, that was my mother. She had no no racist bone in her body. She had the character of the spirit. Goodness, the state of being good, kind, virtuous, benevolence, generous, godlike. Do we have that? Now, I'm not trying to condemn any of us, but this is something that we all should strive for, right? Me, you, all of us. Do we have these characteristics? The more we have it, the more we're led by the Spirit. The more we don't have it, the more we're led by the flesh. Sanctification is a growing process. We're on a journey to being more and more Christ-like. Amen. Faith, the living, divinely acquired, inward, wholeheartedly, assurance and trust in the Word of God and being able to do it. If God says to go and it's not common sense, will you go? Meekness, that's a, dis, you know, meekness is disposition of a gentle, kind, indulgent, even balanced, temperate person. Are you even balanced? Are you kind? Are you gentle? We're, we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. Again, they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. It's a daily part of laying it on the altar daily. We choose daily. Today, am I going to turn the other cheek? Or today, am I going to fight back? We fight the enemy back by speaking the truth to set people free, but we're not, we're not supposed to fight other people. We're supposed to be gracious and kind and let grace abound in their mistakes. You say, well, they, they're, they're so whatever. Well, thank God you're not. You have had more time with God, amen? Thank God you're not like them. And I don't think you want to be like them. 
So just thank God you're not and give grace and pray one day they can ascertain where, you're, where you've arrived. But that should be our desire is to bring the, the downtrodden and the ugly people into beauty and the holiness, the righteousness, the love of God. We want them to be set free. Let God judge them, not you. We should not judge anyone. Let God judge them. But for the grace of God, there go I. I know, when I finally realized that, even when I was in law enforcement, then I could love the people I arrested. It took me a while to get there. When I finally caught it, but for the grace of God, I would be that person going to prison. Then I could try to lead him to the cross on the way to taking him to prison, try to let him know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Because but for the grace of God, I would be in that back seat or in chains or in prison or in addiction. If we are led by the Spirit, we will walk in the Spirit and we can have these characteristics of Jesus Christ. We can operate in love and joy and peace. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Give grace one to another. Give grace one to another. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Give us your best donation to help us stay on your local program. May God richly bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training. And if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, Make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us. Because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629- 5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.